afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, it's Thursday, November the 12th, 2020. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. We've got a quick and dirty one for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are on a tight schedule. And so let's not waste any time. Mr. Black. Yeah. How was your week? Busy. Great. But, but the same. Awesome. Mine wasn't all that busy, which is also the same. Uh, just before the podcast, M decided to tie this thing around my head. I'm pretty sure this is, this is some tool used to hold hair up. I don't have any, so I'm not sure why it's on my head, but here we are. It's kind of warm, so I'm going to keep it there for now. All right. You know, your, your head gets cold. <laughs> then she's looking at me weird because I kept it on. She didn't think I'd actually keep it on. She doesn't know yet that I have no shame. Ladies and gentlemen, we got lots to talk about this week. Uh, lots to talk about this week uh, in short order, uh, but uh, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. This has been a big week in terms of, at the very least, the consoles both now have launched. PlayStation launched today. Xbox launched a couple of days ago. And so, uh, that happened, and of course there's some news that have, uh, you know, has come along with that, and other things. So let's hop right in. But first, because I only remember to do this once in a while, and by that I mean three three times the entire podcast, if you're new here, welcome to the Technical Podcast. We talk about video games, movies, TV, and other dumb shit that people ask us, and, and we answer, and it's usually crazy. Welcome. Also. Hit the like button. Leave a comment on YouTube. These podcasts go up the next day, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And now, to the news. Mr. Black, very important thing happened this week. Now, you might think it was consoles. There was crazy shit coming out this week. No! The most important news this week, Mr. Black, is that one of the Fish Place Pokemon streams has has successfully... And officially completed Pokemon Sapphire. A, a fish randomly swimming around in its tank has successfully completed Pokemon Sapphire. If that ain't fucking impressive, I don't know what is. Grats. How is that even possible? I, I, I just gotta fucking like, how is that even possible? Anything, I mean, it's it, uh, it just, apparently, I don't know how long this has been running, like in terms of like how long, like it, this. He's been swapping fish out in, in teams for years. Like, how long does it take to randomly have inputs placed in before a fish successfully finishes Pokemon Sapphire? I don't know. But congratulations to the fish. Well done. I haven't even beaten Pokemon Sapphire, so you beat me to it. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, first Twitch plays Pokemon. Which you didn't think, you know, in a million years, you'd ever be able to get people working together long enough to be able to finish Pokemon. Fuck that shit. A fish randomly beat Pokemon Sapphire. Mm. Two thumbs up. Congrats goes out to the fish team. Next up. Twitch. We got several pieces of Twitch news this week, Jeff. As you might imagine. The first is just a bit of a, of, of random, uh, random stuff that I, I, I just thought was mildly amusing. 
Uh, I've seen this person stream a couple times over the years, especially when I was more invested in League of Legends many moons ago. Uh, his name, his Twitch username is Piece of Sheet. I went to Germany with him. You you know the motherfucker. Piece of Sheet. Uh, spelled P-I-E-C-E-O-F-S-H-E-E-T. Piece of Sheet. Uh, he's been on the platform for eight years. Basically the entire lifespan of Twitch as a platform. I don't think he was there for Justin TV, but he'd be close. Like, damn close. But eight years on the platform with that. Uh, and has been indefinitely banned for using an inappropriate username. Now, inde- you know, indefinitely means that, you know, it's not, it's not set in stone permanent ban. I don't know if there's been a development yet where he's been brought back, uh, from, uh, from the edge. But unfortunately, uh, after eight years, Twitch, it's like, either, either a bunch of people mass reported him and it just automatically did this. Or somebody after eight years decided finally, that's enough! We can't have poop jokes and four-letter word references in our names. It's a, you can't do it. And so piece of sheet was unfortunately, unceremoniously, indefinitely banned. Uh, can you see anything? Is there any updates on that, Mr. Black? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it. I don't think he's been active on Twitch for a long time. Which makes it even more um, hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, it's been a long time. I'm just looking back here. And I mean, I don't think he's really been active at all since maybe 2018. There you go. And then very minimally in like 2017. Um, yeah, no. I actually, um, <laughs> funny enough, <laughs> I uh, my channel got reported. For um for one of my emotes, my cream pie emote, ah, um, you know, so so you know, just some some casual haters, yeah, of uh, course, reported my my emote. So anyway, I've I've actually uh I've I've had a a Twitch rep that reached out about two or three months ago, and I just hadn't gotten around the time to sit down and chat. So anyway, when that happened, I reached out. And uh, he helped me get the the emote back up. We just had to change it to um, like pie instead of call it cream pie. It's just mm. pie for obvious reasons. But yes. I mean, like you know. Um, but one good one good thing came out of that is um, I actually sat down because I have a a, a Twitch rep. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, I actually sat down with him for about an hour and forty five minutes. Wow. Uh, last week. Wow. And we talked till. We hours of the night. Wow. And bro. Wow. I, I, uh, I, I told uh, I'm not going to go over the, the whole conversation. Cause you know, um, but I, 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 I told him how I felt about the platform, what they're doing. Um, you know, uh, I'm my, sure they my, were thrilled to hear it. My space, my, my, like my space within Twitch. Um, that they see, uh, he's seen, he's super nice dude. Um, he actually did seem th- thrilled to hear it, and um, well, so he's not making any of those decisions. He's not making any <laughs> decisions. Like he he take feedback and bring it to the ones that you know make the decisions. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we talked in depth about um, my partnership, 
um, sort of, you know, where I'm going with my channel and, and things like that. But then, you know, talked about DMCA, um, talked about um, celebrations, talked about um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And it was it was a great talk. Um, but once again, you know, he's not the one that makes decisions. So ultimately, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. But his job is basically to sit there and nod and say yes to everything that you're saying. And then at best, take it to people. Yeah. Well, and I lay mean, it out in front yeah, of them. yes, yes. He, that, that was a lot of it. He did push back on some of the stuff and, and, and he, he explained some things and I, I can talk to you privately about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A, I think it's more of a platform for that. Yeah, because I don't want anything taken out of context here. Fucking next thing you know, it like yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, like oh, is such and such says whatever. Um, but yeah, um, let's just let's just say it's it's what we thought. You know, it's 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 there's 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 people making decisions that, um, you know, that are decision makers for for profits. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a corporate company now, um, and that's just the way it is. So a lot of these things are just. Paint it with a paint it with a brush, and 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 you, you keep seeing dumb shit like you know tweets that came out was it yesterday about DMCA and and they're like hey you know they even responded to like one of the people like hey you know if there's music in game, um you know try and find an option within the menus to turn it off or just mute the game sound. It's like it, you know how do you I've got, write I've that? Got like, that? I've got this coming up. I've got the Twitter the Twitter thread for that coming up because they posted it at like fucking five o'clock in the morning or something shit yeah. was like super late they yeah. they threw that out there uh and yeah we'll talk we'll talk about that here next i guess i should just should i just dive into that I you may hitting, as well just dive into it i'm we'll hitting the microphone with my amazing headpiece so i'm just gonna i don't know what way this go here we go there we go there we go now we're talking so um yeah, I'll let me pull this up. I've got the link to the the Twitter uh, feed here. By the way, um, I've been on hold with insurance for about forty minutes, awesome. and it's sitting upstairs with Kayla for whenever they answer. Whenever that happens, she's gonna run down here and tell me. Okay, and I gotta run upstairs and just pay something with a credit card, and then I'll be back. That's fine. Just give you a heads up. Uh, so Twitch posted this twelve twenty one a.m. Uh, I guess technically today, actually, because they posted, I mean, like last night, but technically today, 1221 AM said, we've, uh, uh, we've seen several tweets from creators worried that they've received an erroneous strike and how to best or how best to deal with that. They, uh, there are a few different situations being referenced and different ways to resolve them. We've heard from many of you that clips you've tried to delete using our mass deletion tool were still flagged. For those, uh, for these approximately 20 cases, we've fixed the issue and will reach out to affected creators. They won't receive a DMCA strike. Some people believe uh, that the small subset of clips that may exist only in certain parts of Twitch's backend systems are the subject of DMCA notifications, that is not the case. We also understand that third-party tools have been used to delete potentially infringing content. Unfortunately, we can't verify their effectiveness or that deletion was attempted in this case. If using third-party tools, please confirm that they've deleted your content. 
For those who feel uh, that they have been wrongly targeted by a DMCA notification, whether you own uh, the rights, believe it to fall under fair use, think the rights holder is mistaken, you can file a counterclaim notification, guidance for how to do so, and then they link it. So that was one thread that they put out. And then... Uh, the, the first part of that... Uh is here so on the 11th so basically how this went that was the latest tweet but they also had one on november 11th that started the the dmca thread as well and then so it was basically this then a GlitchCon merchandise advertisement and then the next thread about dmca this is like the most tone deaf a uh, tone deaf fucking twitter account on earth uh so your frustration and confusion with recent music-related copyright issues is completely justified. Things can and should be better for creators than they have been recently. The next few tweets will outline our plan for being better partners to creators. We were as surprised by the number of music-related DMCA takedowns as you were. Press X to doubt. Press, press X as hard as humanly possible to doubt. Before May, we received fewer than 50 per year. Press X to doubt one more time. Pour one out for your homies. Now, we are receiving thousands each week. I don't doubt that. This this led to the, the warning emails some of you received in October. Three days was simply not enough time for most you creators. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Say. <laughs> You know, you don't say. We, no Jeff, way. Look, look, no look, way. Jeff, we thought of, we thought about it. Ironically, wow. we thought of, we thought about it for more than three days, and as it turns out, seventy-two hours is not enough time, Jeff. You know, it might be enough for people that started streaming two months ago, <laughs> but you know, everybody else. <laughs> Oh my god, three days was simply not enough time for most creators to sort through all of their VODs and clips. You know, you're like a decade <laughs> worth of shit, no problem. Uh, we should Dude, have to- <laughs> three months might not be enough. I- I'm not even joking. Like, they could- uh, they should have came out in the- in the- in the- in the summer and said, guys, starting January 1st, 2021. You're fucked. Shit's getting real. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now, start. Go out, buy your hard drives, figure out what you need to do, download this, go through that. You've got three, four months, January 1st, 2021. It's there there ain't no there ain't no more leeway. If 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 it happens, it happens. Three days, 72 hours? It's a no. <laughs> to uh oh wait, hold on. Uh, not enough time for most creators to sort through all of their VODs and clips. We should have developed more sophisticated and user-friendly tools long ago. <laughs> no shit. No. To, no shit. To all the creators who lost their community's best moments, we're sorry. This shouldn't have happened. No shit. Our full blog post includes far more details, but there are two main things you can do to avoid music-related DMCA takedowns. Oh, this is where it gets good. It's already been pretty funny, but this is where it gets good. Uh, one, don't play recorded music during streams. Fair ball. Don't play licensed music on Spotify. That's a pretty reasonable ask. And honestly, most people should probably long since have been doing that 
since we had this fucking shitstorm happen at the earlier part of the year. Uh, oh, and number two, delete VODs and clips that might have recorded music in them if you're unsure about the rights. Which, again, uh, is fine if you're, like, starting now, but if you've been in the game for a while, literally impossible. Yeah. Uh, which is why people are mass deleting. You're not going to see them go back and fine-tooth comb, you know... And not in three days. Uh, ten years or five years or three years or one year worth of content. No. Uh, and be able to accurately do that. You just mass delete all that shit. Especially since, hey, Jem, I have a question for you. Uh, is the content creator themselves the only people capable of creating clips of their videos? No. Just making sure. Yeah. So not only, not only do you have to worry about the shit that you've personally done, but because clipping can be done by literally fucking anyone, uh, except for like you, unless you've set it up for like followers only and shit like that, which most people, <laughs> that shit, they probably don't even know that exists because it's a relatively new feature. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you can do that now. You couldn't for a long time. You know, that's the reality of it. Hundreds of thousands of clips not made by the creators themselves. I honestly think, like, Twitch botched this so bad that what they should have done, this is going to sound extreme, but they've, they've, they've fucked this so hard in every conceivable way. Are you about to say they should have nuked the entire they site from orbit? The entire site. Yeah. They should have wiped everybody clean, said, listen, yeah. guys, uh, we're going to give you three days. You know, save, whatever. Save what you can. Save what. Save your favorite clips. Download your most highest viewed. Your favorite vods. You got three days. Maybe. We're nuking the site. Yeah, and we're just wiping fucking, yeah. everything. So no, there is no more of this shit because you know it's not their obligation to leave anything on the site. You know, if they want to delete something, they can delete something, DMCA or not. And they've screwed this so hard that they should have just flat out said, "Guys, we fucked up." And you know what? This is going to be a headache for us, for you guys. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty. So you got three fucking days. Save your favorite moments. Uh, you know, ain't nobody getting DMCA strike. And we are nuking the entire site. Everybody, nobody's safe. You, when you, you wake up in three days, gone. there's nothing. It's gone. Here's, here's, all right, let's, let's fine tune that a little bit. All right. So the biggest problem right now is that. Any public content is the problem. So, what you do is, you set everything that's a VOD private to only the content creator, and they're assigned editors that you can assign as a content creator on the site to do VOD uh, 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 clipping and stuff like that on the back end, highlighting and whatnot. Only those people on every individual channel have the ability to see any VOD content. Alright, so that's step one. That should give people... More time than 72 hours. Now we say, all right, guys, nobody is seeing anything yeah. of, your, of your VODs. You now have, insert X amount, you can, at that point, you've got three months. Because it's not public. It's sitting on a server somewhere. It's a grace period. You've got one quarter to save as much of it as you want and yeah. as you can. And then after that three-month period, we are literally pressing the red nuclear button. And yeah. everything yeah. is gone. Yeah. And then, moving forward, these are the rules that everyone has to uh, adhere to. These are the repercussions otherwise. And that's it. In that same three months, Twitch doesn't get to sit back and jerk off uh, the entire time. They have to create tools 
that they don't have right now, that they should have had five years ago, to manage all content moving forward on the back end much yep. more efficiently, much more quickly, and much more safely for the content creators. Because the, the, the problem is, is that you can do everything that Twitch has suggested, but short of not streaming at all, you are yeah. still going to get caught up in automated yes. systems. Yes. It's that yes. simple. Jim Sterling of the Jim Jimquisition uh, Jim was tweeting here uh, yesterday, that even on YouTube, for example, he pays for all of his music. He has license for all of his music that he uses in his videos. Yep. He has now for a couple of weeks been flagged every fucking video for shit that he pays for. So yep, even if you're playing the game yep. as you're supposed to and following the rules and doing everything right, you're yep. still fucked. Yeah, and the reason is, the, re the reason why you're still, and I, it happens to me on my channel. I mean, there, there has been uh, times where I've had to go and, you know, reach out to the people that are putting, putting this uh, uh, dispute on because they don't, they don't know that you have license, uh, licensing rights, especially if it's a piece of, of music that tons of people license. Yeah. So if that's the case, they just assume you didn't pay for it. It's guilty so, until proven innocent, which is the most exactly ass backwards bullshit yep. Yep. on the internet. It's this simple. Look, yep. all you do is you make sure if, if YouTube's automated system has a database of shit as it, as it stands and you have license, this is what you do. YouTube should allow you to upload the tracks that you're using in your content, right? That you own license to so that the backend can scan it. It knows yep. what's in that video. Yeah. You then write in your rights, your license. You apply you apply that license to your content. Yeah. And then if a thing comes in and flags it, YouTube's system it. goes, wait a minute, no, this is here, and sends that information automatically to the yeah. person trying to make the claim, and they go, oh, our bad, yeah. everyone's yeah. done. And I mean, worst case scenario, you don't even do that, but when they do a dispute, they automatically don't take your, your content revenue away. They give you 24 hours, 48 hours to provide proof. You provide the proof, then it gets approved, and nothing goes through. If Even if you have proof and you don't bring it out within 48 hours or whatever, then it, there's a takedown or you're going to lose uh, the revenue for the video. Um, which I think is another fair way of doing it. If they didn't, if they didn't want to get that fucking crazy with it um, every single time, but yeah, I agree. The whole thing is a is a is a mess. And I'll say I'll say this: if there's anybody out there that figures this out, that finds a way, whether it's licensing, whether they create a platform, whether they create something that helps streamers and broadcasters with music related stuff, they are going to get filthy rich. Very quickly. Oh, Harris Heller is already making going to make a, a fortune off of stream beats. Like he he provides it all for free, but he's going to make loads of money off of it just based on plays, just based on uh, the content he produces on YouTube surrounding stream beats, all that stuff. He he's he was ahead of the curve, and he's one of the the major people that that streamers are relying on to use their music uh, to make it all uh, to all happen. But let's let's continue here. So. They then go on to say, uh, in addition to building and improving tools, we need to provide creators with more educational resources. On November 18th, we'll host the first of four copyright-focused creator camp live sessions. 
Uh, we know you still have many questions that weren't covered in this thread. We've pulled together some of your most common questions into a frequency, uh, into a fact uh, for further information, which you can find. They have a link there. Uh, copyright law and DMCA are not small or simple topics. We highly encourage you to refer to our latest blog for a more in-depth explanation of our path forward. Now, look, if there's one thing that, that I have a problem with here, I'll, I'll give them some props first. At the very least, even though it's like buried in a thread that they release at like, like the, the most random times, uh, with like just brain dead fucking social media, the, at least they admitted that they should have had tools years ago, uh, or a long time ago, as they say, and they should have given people more than three days. At least they, at least they admitted that. So there's your positives. Your negatives are everything else. Twitch's entire narrative around this continues to be that it's the streamer's fault. It's the streamer's responsibility. It's all on the streamer. There, you know, Twitch is Twi the only responsibility Twitch wants to own up to here is that they should build some tools, and they're gonna like copy paste some fucking like Wikipedia pages for DMCA related educational purposes. And that's, that's it. They don't, Twitch to me still seems like they are as well, actively I think legally as speaking. I think legally speaking, they don't want to come out and, and say, Hey, it's our fault guys. Like, you know what I well, mean? Like, no, but you know, you no, like they're obviously they, now, not going to say that it's their fault that people are on their platform doing their shit. Everyone knows that Twitch enabled the fuck out of people doing yeah, that they for did. years. I mean, there's Twitch, Twitch's channels that were playing yes. copyrighted uh, music. I mean, like it, it's just, we it's, get that, but it, you're, you're never going to have corporate Twitch come out and say, Hey guys, I'm not, I'm, not saying, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they will because they never will. Yeah, That's well, not I mean, I know, but you're pushing the narrative that, they, that, that they're pushing on the streamers. And of course they are because they're never going to come out and say, we fucked up and it's our fault. It's not your fault, the streamer, even though we let you guys play the music, we didn't do anything about it. And so your misfortune is actually our fault. And for that, we apologize. This is just that's just almost a legal shitstorm that they ain't ever going to touch. I'm still going to grill them for it because they're a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, but it's I mean, the reality you know, of it. I'm still going to grill it for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah course, so, I mean, there's I mean, lots of people that are assholes. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop calling them assholes. Like, well, in reality, he's an asshole. So I'll just stop calling him an asshole. No, they're an asshole. I'm going to call him a fucking asshole. And Twitch, fucking asshole. Uh, it's just that fucking simple. Uh, they, they don't have, here's, here's the thing. They don't have to make the narrative this. It's not, it's not a, an if or. So it's not that they, that if they don't make the narrative streamers, that they have to make the narrative their fault. They can do this neutrally and they can't do that. But we all know that Twitch's PR reps are not exactly the most fucking on the ball people in the game today. We've seen it with just about every public release in the last two years, whether it's Black Heritage Month or any other uh, moment where they've had to come out and do anything with any kind of cultural sensitivity or any kind of awareness. We got to speed. We got to I know. Speed. I know. We, we got to speed it up. Don't worry. Up. There's going to be lots of just fucking flying through the ship. But anyway, right. that's the reality of it. They're not very good about it. This is continuing to show that. Uh, I look forward to seeing in the classroom and listening to Twitch 101 on DMCA work. Uh, and I look forward to seeing just how long it takes them to develop the tools that say, uh, that they say that they should have developed years ago, uh, to make all this a little bit easier. But until then, uh, yeah, you're just getting fucked on. Uh, and they're just, uh, they're, they just don't care. That's just that simple. Moving on. 
Uh, with this year's N7 Day, Bioware has announced that Mass Effect Trilogy is in fact happening. We had rumors of that a few weeks ago. Uh, the remaster is to be released next spring, uh, and will include single-player content and DLC from the first three games, including all the promotional items, like weapons and armor, that ever came out for any of the three games. So all that shit's coming out. It's all remastered. But it, it, it remaster is the key word here. They're not remaking them or anything. They're doing some quality-of-life improvements. They're optimizing it for 4K playback. And I suspect... Um, adding a bunch of maybe, like, 4K textures, or they'll have, like, uncompressed textures and shit, because, um, it will, uh, that by itself will make these games look great. I mean, none of those games have aged that poorly, that 4K textures and upping the resolution wouldn't help. I mean, they're all gonna look great, so Mm -hmm. that's, that's a big thumbs up. I would love it if they, uh, if they at least go out of the way to do something similar to what they did with Tony Hawk 1 and 2, where they found a way to, like, kind of merge them into one simple UI to kind of float between games really easily, especially since you can carry your saves from one game to the other to continue the story with the decisions you make as you go through the games. So uh, I hope they're doing more than just kind of like fucking flex seal slapping the fucking thing on the container and be like, oh, look at that, it's fucking, no, they're all sealed up, we're good to go. I hope they get a little, a little bit more effort in there, but for now, that's what we know. We also know that they announced that they have a uh, another um, new Mass Effect game coming. Uh, Isn't it like a prequel or something? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to happen, I guess, before the uh, original Mass Effect titles. Uh, it's development or in development with veteran a veteran team at the helm, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, we don't know much more than that. And of course, Casey Hudson, who was a senior director for. Uh, all the Mass Effect games, is now the head of all of Bioware. So they won't be, or he won't be part of the team, other than the fact that he's the head of Bioware. So uh, we don't know what the veteran team is yet. I'm sure we'll find out in the uh, as time goes on. But nevertheless, that's going to get a lot of people excited because Mass Effect's a great series. And if they can somehow clean it up, quality of life, make it a little flashier, lots of people will be very, very happy. Next up, AEW. All Elite Wrestling, Mr. Black, announced a new wrestling game, and this got me excited. Kenny Omega, who's one of the top wrestlers in the promotion, is a huge video game nerd. Spends a whole bunch of time with the Giant Bomb crew, friends with uh, a few of those guys, uh, and very much a game player for the majority of his life, and a hell of a wrestler on top of that. He wanted to make and get involved in making a new wrestling game that was like his favorite wrestling games, from back in the day. And as such, we now have something like that apparently in the works. So, it's a new game in development, wrestling game in development, an AEW wrestling game specifically in development, headed up by the legendary wrestling game developer Ukes, who have done pretty much almost any of the best video games for wrestling that you ever played in your entire life were done by Ukes. And then the moment they they sw- uh, they switched to the next developer, Everything went fucking tits up and, like, literally won one title. It all went to hell. Um, uh, they're aiming to make this game more arcade-like and less, and less realistic, which has kind of been how the WWE games have been trending over time. They're trying to be, like, more and more realistic. Um, he thought, you know what? At some point, it got too realistic and it was taking the fun out of the games. We need to kind of bring that back a little bit. And so it's an arcade-focused Less realistic, easy to pick up, hard to master was the words he was using, which I always like that kind of methodology for games. Games should be easy to pick up, but ideally hard to master. And so that's what he's hoping to do with this one. And then um, uh, Hideyuki uh, oh, Iwashita 
who directed WWF No Mercy and the Def Jam games. No Mercy is, I mean, there's your WWE 2000, No Mercy, and WCW versus NWO are like the holy fucking trinity of wrestling games. Uh, this guy headed up one of those plus Def Jam. And Def Jam was also dope as fuck. Did you ever play the Def Jam games back in the day? Mm, no. No, uh, you didn't? I, I might have. Might dicked around a bit. Casual, like, you know, the odd time over a friend's house, but I. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, Brian and I rented them several times growing up. They were fucking fire fighting games. Really, really awesome. And all done by that, by, or headed up by this same guy. So we've got, we've got somebody who's got a lot of uh, great fighting game and wrestling game pedigree with the idea of trying to recreate that kind of golden era of wrestling game uh, product. With AEW, who is right now in the world of wrestling, uh, you know, just kind of the the new young guys on the street, despite, you know, the roster having a lot of old guys. But nevertheless, uh, kind of exciting to see, because those games were awesome. I could totally go for the next, you know, if AKI and Ukes got together and came out with another WCW versus NWO, but made it modern. Yeah. Yes. Give me that. I will play the fuck out of it. I'm I'm happy you will because it doesn't excite me at all. Oh, I'm I, dude. I think, I'm, I think it'll bomb. I think it's going to do horribly. There, uh, I, I, I think they're I think they're bringing it old school because let's be real, they probably can't afford to make an AEW game that is uh, up to date with all of the the nuances and the motion cap and and all of the. Oh, it's all it's all very much motion cap. It's, they, it's, they had it's, some very early footage. It's all mocap. It's just yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, look at the stars that they got. You know, it's it's very very budget. Um, I don't, I'm I'm holding get, out faith. Uh, I don't mostly I, just because of who's on it. Not not yeah, that doesn't. But what have they done since then? You know, L- listen. There is there's a ton of games on this wall behind me that I absolutely adore, and they just don't work today. They just don't hmm. work today, hmm. and also. It's just a different time and a different era. What was good 15, 20 years ago is likely not good today. And well, here's, mo- the, here's the unfortunate reality. The, the wrestling games that are out now are also dog shit that nobody is buying and nobody likes. So maybe at this point, you go back because at some point it stopped working. So obviously yeah. there had to be a point where it branched off from what people gave a fuck about. Uh, because the new WWE games, especially in the last three years, have been some of the worst-rated, lowest-selling garbage titles in the history yeah, of the bad. franchise. Yeah, they're, they're bad, but also WWE is also at its lowest ratings and lowest, you know, quality. It goes True. hand in hand. You know, back back 10, 15 years ago, when you had the the Attitude Era, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, these were icons, not only just in wrestling, but just in in and and athletes you know today you got people like khabib you've got people like uh conor mcgregor um you got people like jorge masvidal um you know ufc stars that are pushing out mass amounts of games being sold for ufc because they're they're the drivers they 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 have the millions and millions of followers on social media they have the diehard fans Wrestling in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. I'm not saying that that there isn't fandom because there is. You know, uh, my buddy Wayne and his wife are diehard wrestling fans. Like they still exist. 
but they are far few in between now than what they were 10, 15 years ago. And in return, uh, that that affects the game sales and the quality of games. It's just, and you look at AEW, they're 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 small, you know. Yeah, they're the next big thing other than WWE. But if WWE isn't selling games with their superstars, what the fuck is AEW gonna do? You know what I mean? It, it, it I, I just, I guess, I, I guess ultimately maybe their goal isn't that they wanted that they're, you know, ob- everyone's goal is to sell as many games as possible. But I don't think that they ha- that they're so delusional that they think they're going to sell, you know, ten million copies. Uh, of this game i think it's it's more they've got three different games in development this is one of them yeah. uh the other two are like mobile related but like this if they sell if they make this game and they sell two hundred and fifty thousand copies they're likely going to make money yeah so they don't have the bar isn't yeah. <laughs> isn't like super high so but if it was like you said if they did have a bunch of money then yeah, yeah. then they'd have a problem because now they got to find a way to sell fucking Five million copies of a wrestling game that that like thirty five people want to play, and yeah. I'm one of them. Uh, you know that's 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 the reality. But for sure, they definitely aren't spending a whole bunch of money yeah. on it. But uh, you know what? Again, it'd be different if if this was WWE going to these people and taking it back and making something because they still have the stars. Yeah, they can still use their likeness. I mean, they, they put Hulk Hogan era. on the cover of Two K Fifteen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. That would get me a little bit more excited. But what am I going to do? Am I is like the superstar here, Chris Jericho and AEW? You know what I mean? Like, it ain't it. That ain't it. I oh, mean, bro, is this Kenny Omega heading it up? It will be. It'll be Kenny Omega and whoever he is it. currently feuding yeah. with at the time. Yeah, that ain't it. That ain't it. Though. <laughs> Sorry. Like, listen, I got mad love for AEW and what they're doing, uh, but this ain't it. I'm holding out hope. I'm holding yeah. out hope. I want to give me a wrestling game, Kenny Omega. Give me a wrestling game that I like because I haven't played one that I've liked since basically SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth or Know Your Role, uh, which was like, what, PS2 a million years ago. So please, God, please provide me with a wrestling game. Moving on. Uh, Related to, uh, oh no, sorry, I already did that part. I somehow got those mixed around. Square Enix, Mr. Black, speaking of games that spent a lot of money and did not make it all back, Square Enix has reported a loss of $48 million, largely because of the failure of their Avengers game and haven't released sales numbers yet, and I don't think they're ever going to release those sales numbers if they don't legally have to. Because yeah. if they if they reported a loss of $48 million, well, that game's pretty much the only game of note that they've released in the last while. And so you can be certain that it's because they haven't sold nearly as many copies of that game as they were hoping to. So there you go. Well, I at least cashed in. I mean, they paid me to play the damn game for a couple hours. So, I you mean, got, hey, see, I made my money. You got your money out of it. You know, and the game wasn't horrible. Like, it was, it, it, it's, but it's just generic. I mean, it's just, you, you've, you've seen it everywhere. And they don't even have the the likeness of of the Avengers that we all love. Like, and, you know, and, well, that's because it would have cost even more money. Exactly. Imagine imagine exactly. how much they would have lost if they went in. Exactly. So, you know. Uh, they would have made $248 million in the hole yeah. if they went so. that route. Godspeed. Uh, next up, like I said earlier, PS5 launches today, Mr. Black. So I was at Best Buy yesterday. Yeah. And I finally saw the PS5 in person. They had one on display. Was it the size of your torso? Adam, Adam I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I knew it was big. I knew it was big. But you didn't quite figure you didn't... I didn't. It didn't register until I saw it. And I, when I saw it, I had to do this. I had to go. I had to do this. 
<laughs> it required head movement. It required head movement. I mean, Adam, the PlayStation 3 Fat is small in comparison to yes. the PS5. I mean, the thing is fucking huge. It's thick. Like, the thing is like, it's thick. And it's it's got to be over. It's got to be two feet long. I mean, the thing is fucking huge, bro. It looks it looks sexy. Like it looks like a it looks like a Dubai skyscraper. Just I don't even know how you would stand it up. Like I know it can stand up, but that's risky as fuck, bro. That thing tips over. It's breaking something. It's it, like I'm telling you, you will lay that shit flat. It would take up a section of my desk. Like I, it's bigger than my keyboard. It's bigger oh, yeah. than a keyboard. Like it's huge. Oh, it's, it's huge. It's enormous, bro. When they when they showed those pictures, it didn't really dawn on me how big it was until they stacked the 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 fat PS3 still, up against PS5. Still, Adam, still the picture won't do it justice. You got to see it in person. When you see it in person, <laughs> you're gonna go, "What in the actual fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck?" And I'm the type of guy that's like, I'm the type of guy that's like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm used to having a big ass tower. You know, throw a console in there, dude. Even for me. It had me guessing, where the fuck would I put this thing? <laughs> the thing is huge. It's huge. Dude. It's not going to fit in, in like, regular-ass entertainment sets. No. Like, the ones that come in with normal cubbies that you, like, you, you slide in your, your receiver and stuff. No, that ain't it. At it least the Series it. X, which is sub- substantially smaller. At least yeah. the Series X can stand up safely. Yeah. Like, no. that's the preferred position. No. You are not standing up the PlayStation 5. Unless you got it in some sort of like bracket, like on the side of a, an entertainment set, I would not you got stand like, that. You got an industrial cable, tension cable. I'm, oh. Dude, I'm, I'm not even joshing you on this. The thing is that big. And it, I, had, I couldn't pick it up because it was in a case. I can't imagine how much it weighs. It looks like it is like the PS3 was a brick. This thing is like a foundation. It's like a, the whole fucking... Ground floor. This is the thing you build the house on top of. The thing is huge. It's massive. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, no. Uh, I guarantee you, uh, the they're gonna come out with a with a slim model. They have to come out with a smaller PS5 model, and that shit's gonna sell like hotcakes. Because when people realize actually how big this fucking console is, I can't imagine how big the box is. How big is the box to the PS5? Huge. I, I, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like the size of a monitor box. It's really huge. It's big. It's heavy. Hey, here's the crazy part. All right, so a couple of notes. Uh, one, I've seen a lot of people legitimately saying what you just said, where they they wanted to get a PS5, they went in, or they've seen it in person, and then they didn't buy it because they said, I actually can't fit this console yeah. anywhere in my entertainment system comfortably. I have nowhere to put it. And so yes. they just flat out didn't buy it because they have nowhere to put it. And they said the same words. I'm going to have to wait for the slim or whatever fucking like three years from now when they come out with a revised model. Cause I can't, I can't oh, dude, fit the I, shit. My, my guess is that we're going to see some sort of smaller version of this PlayStation within two years. There is no fucking way that this is, this is the answer. There's no way I, you know what the craziest I, thing is? You know what the the, uh, the designer said? He said at one point it was actually going to be bigger. No, the answer <laughs> is no. They get you. I'm surprised Sony doesn't have like its own display 
that you can buy with it to like <laughs> to like make it look nice yeah, yeah. and like put put it in there so that it's nice and a fucking pedestal for the ps seriously <laughs> and you can make a cool like you can make a cool sony playstation 5 like entertainment piece that like is its own thing that you could have little blue led lights that like you know make the thing light up on the sides like an actual dubai skyscraper yeah and it sits in the middle like they could come out with and i'm sure someone probably will design something it's that big you i'm telling you i want to know if there's anybody in the comments that have ps5 that actually stands the thing up adam i'm when you stand <laughs> the thing up it, it has to be is it like, as tall as your child yes <laughs> damn near close it's definitely the size of my torso like from my shoulder right down to here like yeah. um, it's gotta be that big it's it's fucking huge <laughs> I had to do, I, I had to do this. Like, I had to do, I had to look, I, I couldn't just, I, it was like being in a video game and you got to change your field of view to like see everything that's going on. I couldn't believe it. You I, need an FOV slider in your living room to see the entire PlayStation 5. Straight up. <laughs> now I'll say this. It looks like a quality product. It sure. don't look cheap. Sure. It looks like when you're spending fucking 800 bucks or whatever the damn thing or 700 bucks whatever it is, uh, you're going to feel like you're getting your money's worth. Like, you know, I'll give them that. It's a nice looking console, but I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not that notwithstanding, uh, a couple of other pieces uh, to, to go through for the, the news out on, on PS five days. So, uh, Sony has confirmed that you cannot store PlayStation five games on an external storage device at this time so last week we confirmed that you can't that the that the firmware isn't available yet to expand the internal storage with a, an nvme drive um because they're still waiting to have a, a better list and an idea of what will actually work and whitelist them so you can't expand your internal storage but people were hoping you could at least store ps5 games on an external hard drive and swap it to the Why? internal storage. There's no games. Uh, well, I mean, they don't exist. So, so to your to your point, I mean, there are, there are a number of people that are taking PS4 games that they have installed right now and moving it to the PS5. Also, there, you know, a if you do have the PS5 and you are buying a couple of games, so I'll give you an example here that popped up here momentarily. So, uh, so they confirm that that isn't a uh an option at this time on the xbox you can do that you can store it on external hdd and swap it with the internal memory uh and vice versa so that you don't have to re-download games whatever it's not a huge deal that it's not happening now it might be for people who who are trying to move multiple games with them but in the future hopefully the future isn't that far away and the firmware is coming to let people do that shit because not everyone wants to re-download a 140 gig game every time they want to fucking uh, go back and play it and they don't have the internal storage because the, the console only has 600 and fucking some gigs uh, of available memory. So, yeah, a bit of a, a, a bit of, a, uh, of an unfortunate thing, but I'm sure they're working on something uh, for that. So, um... So, yeah, in fact, Sony has said they're, whatever this means, Sony has said they are exploring the options for the future in regards to that. They're exploring it, like clear, like Christopher fucking Columbus. They're getting out there on the boat and they're looking around mm. a little bit. Um, 
We also found out this week that firmware in the future will allow the PS5 to output resolutions up to 8K, though for what purpose, I couldn't fucking tell you. Because uh, you're sure shit not playing games at 8K unless you're playing Minesweeper. Uh, the DualSense controller battery life is also supposedly similar to the DualShock 4. People were wondering about that because obviously there's a lot more functionality with the DualSense controller versus the DualShock. Uh, and other controller colors are coming in the future for those who want to, uh, to splash some color on their, their DualSense, uh, controllers in the future. So, beyond that, as far as the PS5 games are concerned, it seems that Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank, and Returnal are all slated for the first half of 2021, uh, with Horizon Forbidden West coming in the second half of 2021. I just have it in my notes here, I will be fucking blown away. If all of those hit the release dates, Jeff, how, many, blank, maybe. How, how many? How many games are, are listed here? Let's see. We had uh, one, two, three, four. Of the four, Jeff, one. which how, one? Ratchet and Clank. Okay, that's the one that's hitting. That's the one that's hitting. All right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think of all. I think of all of them. I would say that. Uh, I would say Gran Turismo is the one that will hit. Yeah, might. Uh, I think it'll be Gran Turismo. You might get both. You might, hey, you might get two. You might get you two. Might you might get, get 50. Turismo and Ratchet and Clank. 50-50. 50-50. 50-50. 50-50. You're definitely not getting Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> I, that, I would you, be shocked. You are definitely not getting that game. That no. is not coming in 2021. No, I don't You're think so. every piece of pipe you can think of. <laughs> Generally speaking, from what I've seen in, uh, of early interactions with the PS5 floating around social media from those that were sent a console early, uh, it's generally very positive, similar to the Xbox experience for people so far. I've seen some complaints of uh, interesting software interactions that have resulted in the console crashing and or freezing. Uh, and not everyone is a fan of the user interface at this time, but otherwise, so far so good. Very positive responses, uh, in particular to the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, and also very positive with the Demon Souls um, remake as well. Not that either of those would be shocking. The Spider-Man game was was already fire. Miles Morales looking more fire, and the, we've we watched Demon Souls. That is legitimately the most intriguing game of the next generation that that exists, pretty much bar none right now. Um. And then, yes, to add to that storage note, so perhaps the most obvious issue is that storage is already an issue for some. So, for example, Jeff Gersman, who had his, his uh, sent to him, uh, mentioned that after having his no, after installing No Man's Sky, which just got, we mentioned this the other week as well, the next-gen update to bring all the, that stuff from the PC to the new console. So he's got No Man's Sky, Borderlands 3, which is another uh, new release with, uh, with updates, and Watch Dogs, which is also a brand-new game release. So those three games are all brand, uh, well, No Man's Sky is the update, but otherwise new releases uh, with updates for the current generation. Between those three games and the fact that I think he also, he doesn't mention this in, in uh, the same sentence, but he does mention the size of Call of Duty, so he may or may not also have Call of Duty. He's already well, that's hitting. Kind of a big, that's kind of a big. Uh, you know, yes. So, you know, but let's assume. So, I yeah. in my notes, I have here. Uh, I'm assuming that he also has Call of Duty because Call of Duty is 200 gigs on its own. So, yeah. just Call of Duty, yeah. as he mentions in his tweet, is one fourth. Yeah. Actually, more than a fourth. Yeah. Of the entirety of the PS5's current offerings of storage internally. So, if you're yeah. a Call of Duty player 
it better damn well be the only game that you plan oh, on news. playing. Good news, most Call of Duty players only play Call only of Duty. Play Call of Duty. So that's good because so, it's you know. the only it's the only one it's the only one they're getting. Um, especially if you get like the one that just comes out tomorrow on top of Warzone, you're now looking at like fucking I don't know 300 plus gigs just for one and a half Call of Duties. Uh, so yeah, so between those three though and possibly Call of Duty, he's basically already hit the wall. So you're looking at four titles give or take if you split call of duty into two other titles it's basically what we were saying before you're looking at maybe five, five games, games and that'll be your rough estimate uh plus or minus somewhere between four and five games uh is what you're going to expect which thankfully again as you mentioned other than you know unless you're somebody who's into pretty much any like everything that just came out recently so assassin's creed watchdogs whatever, you know, that just came out, and you're looking to play them on the new consoles, thankfully, you might not run into that issue. However, I do hope that for the sake of PlayStation 5 players, the firmware for the expanded storage, uh, or at least storing it outside the console, and then bringing it back later, comes sooner than later, because holy fuck, that's brutal. I And, and like Jeff Gersman mentioned as well, as we talked about last week, um, it, they must not have been able to financially commit to a two terabyte internal drive otherwise they would have I, I have to imagine it was just too expensive and they couldn't make the pricing work because it would have drove the price That's up too high the next line of consoles right the, yeah. the you know the, the the next line they'll the it'll come with bigger hard hard drive storage spaces and i mean like like we've like we've regurgitated there's not a lot of games out right now yeah and i'm gonna be frank with people and and all right frank what do you got i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be frank um if you try if you're trying to ship over like fucking two, three, four terabytes worth of games on a console and you're upset that you can't hold every fucking game possible, you need to start rethinking some priorities. All right. I'm just gonna keep it hundred and fifty percent. Um if 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 it's life or death for you that you can't have fifteen titles fully installed on your PlayStation or Xbox all at the same time for the off chance that you want to play one or you play all of them. Yikes. Yikes. P- get a second job. You're doing too much. <laughs> unless, unless you are Jeff Gertzman that gets paid large amounts of money to have video games on its consoles. I mean, I can't appreciate need- wanting to be able to store them so that you don't have to redownload them. I think I that's reasonable. That. That's I, fucking reasonable. I get that, but I mean, fuck. I, 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 I not I got, all at the same time. Yeah, I, I appreciate I mean, I, exactly, all at the same time. Exactly. It's like, dude, you can have uh, storing them, yes. Games, but why do you have to have thirty games installed and ready to go at the drop of a dime? I mean, Jesus, that, it's twenty twenty. Most download speeds these days are getting you a game downloaded pretty fucking quick. At most, a few hours for a lot of people. Have the shit run overnight if you really need to. Do you actually have to have? Every single title you have installed on your godforsaken PlayStation. On I mean, day one. Uh, and here's no. the crazy part, Adam. For a lot of people, it's yes only because they got nothing else to do with their fucking consoles. What else are you doing? You got no games to play. So let's let me feel like I'm doing something and get my money's worth. Let me just take every fucking game I have and try and cram it on here because I got nothing to play. What else am I going to do? Maybe if they had a fucking game to play day one or day two or day four, they wouldn't have to worry about this because they'd be playing one fucking game for the God knows how long, but they have nothing to play. 
And unless you like Dark Souls or you like Spider-Man, you got fuck all. And Spider-Man's going to last you, what, eight hours? Come on. I've got fucking 40 godforsaken PlayStation and Xbox games, and I got maybe two installed on my godforsaken console. Two. And usually when you beat the fucking things, you don't just go, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to leave this on my hard drive just in case I plan to play it again. Install, Uninstall the fucking thing and install your next game. The fuck? But again, I appreciate wanting to store it off of the console so you don't I have to re-download it. it. Some I people have data caps. We don't have to live with that, Jeff. We, are, <laughs> we, aren't, we aren't living in the archaic world of data caps, but unfortunately, a it. shitload of people are living in the world of data caps. And oh, Call of Duty is already chunking one-fifth of an entire month worth of fucking data for a lot of people. So being able to store that shit is useful. And hopefully for the, like I said, for the PlayStation 5 users, hopefully for the love of God, they have a fucking uh, a firmware update for that shit ASAP because there will be, it might not be you and it might not be me, but there's 110 million people with a PS4. I'm going to hazard a guess that some would like to be able to have their game stored off the, off the, off the console for use in the future. It's a different animal, uh, to say the least. Xbox, though. The Series X also launched a couple of days ago, with stock being as limited as we all realized it would be, just like the PS5, fucking like impossible to find it anywhere. People managed to pull it off, but in the end of the day, you know, what are you going to do? It's the same as, as pretty much any other console launch. Uh, and so, yeah, sold out pretty much in the first couple of hours. Um, Amazon pre-orders, interestingly enough, unfortunately will not be showing up for a lot of people until December for some, until the end of December, in fact, for some, uh, because stock wasn't, wasn't high enough. Now, Amazon has done this in the past where they've oversold pre-sales and then fuck people on the other side. So, um, just as a heads up, you know, Amazon is not good for day one pre-ordering. Once in a while, for some people it is. But for the majority of people, you tend to get dicked on. So don't rely on, on Amazon, because Amazon oversells all the fucking time. So that's a bit of a pain in the ass, to say the least. So keep your head out, uh, or, or keep your eyes out to make sure, if you did get a, an Xbox on Amazon, that you're going to get it before the end of the year. Uh, several faked videos of this video. In fact, you talked about this on Twitter as well. Several faked videos. This is the level. See, this is how you know, Jeff, that console wars hadn't had social media, even in 2010, to yeah. really make this shit happen. 2010, social media, still in its infancy. Most shit was still happening on forums. But now, no. 2020, bro, mm. social media is fucking everywhere and people are hardcore about their products and console warriors are the most fucking toxic shit heel humans on earth and the first thing that some of these guys did is that even though even though they bought an xbox they went out of their way to fake some shit to post on social media chiefly there's a couple of guys, one of which, and it's not surprising because they're vaping, which automatically, and no offense to people out there, already tells me they're fucking stupid in the first place, doesn't even lift the camera up high enough for us to not see that they are physically blowing vape smoke at the bottom of the console, and it comes out the top, and they were like, holy shit, 
My Xbox is on fire internally! Look at the smoke coming out of it! Also not realizing, and obviously having never seen a real electronics fire, that electronic smoke can't- does not look like that! It doesn't not look even, like that. It's not even close! No. It doesn't look like your favorite fucking dick-flavored vape juice. It no. just doesn't- it just doesn't work like that. So anyway, no. that floated around a bunch, went everywhere. Tons of people stupid enough to believe that it was a reality. And then of course, Xbox's amazing social media said, I can't be- today, I said the tweet, I can't believe we have to say this, but don't blow vape smoke into your Xbox. <laughs> because that's where we're at. That's where we're fucking at. Don't blow yep. vape smoke. That, into, and, that and people have ping pong balls sitting on the top of their Xbox. That, however, it, which is pretty cool, is pretty dope. It's and, pretty cool. and does not hurt the console whatsoever. No, <laughs> whatsoever. Just, just the just the air coming up from the console. Just the keeping, vortex there, just keeping the keeping it there, just floating. That's the fire. It's kind of cool, bro. A lot of people are going to do that as soon as they see that ping pong ball. People are going to yeah. have like fucking. I, they, I bet you the next thing you're going to see is like characters drawn on the ping mm. pong ball. You know, or they're going to try various other materials hey, to float. There's a there's a quick there's hey, if somebody wants to jump on it, customize ping pong balls for your Xbox. Get your gamer tag. Get your <laughs> get your clan tag. Get whatever thing you got going on. That's right. I think there's probably a killing to be made in in the ping pong ball uh, stuff uh, over the next you know year two years. <laughs> get in on it while the getting's good. Get in while it's getting good. Uh, so yeah, so that happened, uh, and then uh, of course there there is some like any new console launch. There has been some. What seems to be anyway, although I don't think we've had anything confirmed yet from Microsoft, though they say they're looking into it very seriously, of course, that there are some disk drive issues insofar as that some of the disk drives are making some horrible noises. Noises that sound like it's basically eating your disk. Uh, And it almost sounds like to me that either the consoles themselves have uh, have a fault where some of the drives are maybe not perpendicular uh well enough and it's throwing the disc off canter and it's and it's actually like hitting the inside of the drive or something or maybe the arm in the in the drive is fucked hard to say but it sounds pretty fucking terrible and a few <laughs> a p- few people have had it uh for sure it wouldn't be the first time disc drives had similar things like that but if there is an actual issue and it does crop up microsoft uh after the red ring of death has been like Numero uno for uh, let me replace your shit because we don't want another shitstorm. Can you imagine social media during the era of Red Ring of Death? Microsoft would have literally game over. Game over. Game over. Would never have recovered. Yeah, it would have been. It have been done. There would have been, been a, a meme of Phil Spencer coming out, or no, at the time would have been Don, uh, Don Matrick would have come out and said like the Tiger King. I will never financially recover from, from this. this. Yeah, it would have been done. Would have been absolutely terrible. Um, so yeah, that is a seems to be a more legitimate possibility. And so just keep an eye out if your Xbox does ex- exhibit that. But it's been pretty small. Also keep in mind, like any new thing, electronic, the the default or the 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 faulty uh, equipment rate is going to be higher. It's the reality of the fucking system. And then as 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 they make more and more of them. That tends to go down, and they all aim for like less than one, well, less than one percent of uh, of all consoles made having issues. Uh, next up, uh, as a cool little piece, and actually kind of tied to that as well, uh, Phil Spencer in an interview with Shack News mentions that there was actually a time uh, that not long, not long after Don Matrick left in 2013, and Microsoft uh, got their new CEO and uh, Satya Nadella. 
Spencer was left to pitch the idea of unifying the widely splinters Xbox, uh, Xbox division to the new CEO and to stay in the space. Because apparently, after Don Matrick almost fucked it into the earth with his micro dick and left and then bankrupt Zynga afterwards, it was so bad and they had split the division in so many different places that they were considering getting out the game entirely. PlayStation was outselling them on such a high ratio that they Microsoft legitimately looked at the division and said, Guys, I don't know if this is actually worth continuing. And then everyone else in the division was uh, left. Phil Spencer was the only one that remained. He pitched it to, uh, to uh, Nadella to, uh, to keep it going and to let him bring all of the Xbox divisions under one roof and not split it out because he thought that was part of the problem, and obviously it was. Uh, and then went on his quest to rebuild the entire Xbox division. Now here we are today. And I think Xbox is, or Microsoft CEO is probably going, all right, you fucking did it. We'll keep putting money into this bad boy. And obviously they did because they just bought fucking ZeniMax Studios for seven and a half billion dollars. So well done, Phil Spencer. You fucking made it happen. Uh, also in that same interview, I believe it was, Spencer said that in relation to, at this point, the I have in the, in the notes, the mythical Elden Ring, which is the next uh, Miyazaki Dark Souls uh, game that was being penned, the story being penned by um, fucking, uh, what's his name, George R.R. R. Martin, which everyone then realized that this game was probably never going to be finished because he can't even finish his own books. Uh, we haven't heard anything on the Elden Ring in ages and ages and ages. And the first thing we hear about it is through this interview, where Spencer said that not only has he seen a bunch of it, he's actually played a bunch of it. And he said it's Miyazaki, easily Miyazaki's most ambitious project yet. That's all we have. I, at this point, that just means that Elden Ring is still existing, and it's still being developed. We have no idea where it is and where it is. But if it's, play, if it's partially playable, that's at least some good news. And now, Mr. Black, it's time for the fastest sellout segment you've ever put together. Elgato. If you don't already get a stream deck, well, you all got to get one. Link is in the description below. It's that time of year. It's Christmas time. So go ahead and treat yourself or treat a family member or friend with a stream deck. You can get a mini, a regular size, or an XL. They also got microphones, with it, which is their uh, Wave products. They've got green screens. They've got um, lighting. Um, you name it, they've got it. Go and check out Elgato. Link is in the description below. We don't have a promo code or nothing. You just go over there and show some love and go pick up some products. Also, we got NordVPN, and there's a special going on right now. The normal uh, 68% off on a two-year term when you use the promo code OTT+. Plus, They didn't tell me what it is, but they said, plus, if you get a two-year term, they give you a special holiday gift. And mm. I don't even know what that is. I I couldn't tell you. They didn't tell me. Um, so if anybody goes and buys it and gets the two-year thing, why don't you spoil us in the comment section, please, so I actually know <laughs> what it is. But you do get something <laughs> special, and you still get that bonus month as well. So you'll get 25 months. Also, same thing, 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't know what a VPN is, um, you can mask your IP so you can bypass region-blocked content. Uh, so you can mask your IP to a different country or area. Um, also, you can stay safe and anonymous, whether you're at your home or at public Wi-Fi's. You can uh, have this hooked up by one click of a button via an app on your phone, uh, extension on your browser, desktop app, smart TV, 
They've got an app virtually for everything at this point. Uh, the top of the line uh, servers, so you have very fast servers. You can game on them. You can stream on them. And at 68% off, a bonus month and a holiday surprise. When you use that promo code ATT, OTT, well, it's time. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Hey, Jeff, and, you ever heard of Elf on a Shelf? Yes. What about NordVPN on your computer? It doesn't run, it but that's the best I've got. That's the best. And Patreon.com slash TV. And now it's time, Mr. Black 4. Movies and TV. The Rock is set to produce a Scorpion King reboot, Mr. Black. At first, when I, I heard, heard this, I was like, man, The Rock, well, you know, he's 14 times the size he was back when he did the original one. Maybe he'll go back in because he's juiced out of his mind. But no, he wants to produce it, not star in it. And so I don't know who he's going to get, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> sure, Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. You, you go do you, Rock. You do you, Rock. Uh, no Time to Die actress Lashana Lynch receiving a huge amount of social media backlash over her role in the film, whereby, due to the story beats, she takes over the 007 title. Uh, she deleted her social media ass to avoid all the negativity, but this continues to show the wildly toxic nature of the social media sphere surrounding movies and TV. Yay! Good job, racist people. You did it. You fucking assholes. You know what? Movies, I bet you that movie's gonna be fire. Yeah, I, bet she's, I bet you she's going to do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alex Trebek sadly passed away, lost his battle with pancreatic cancer uh, this week. He was 80 years old, passed away, thankfully, at home with family, uh, but unfortunately uh, couldn't quite battle that one out. It was very late stage, so it's not surprising, but, uh, but all the best to his family. What a legend, Alex Trebek. I mean, my God. And the the thing became, you know, obviously, even though people don't want to talk about it immediately, but like who is going to fill the monstrous Shaquille O'Neal size shoes of Alex Trebek on Jeopardy? And that, you know, many people have been have been suggested. The one that comes up or one of the ones that comes up the most, though, is LeVar Burton. And there's currently a uh, a uh, petition out to have that done. He even retweeted himself. So I think somehow in his mind, LeVar Burton is also thinking, I'd fuck with some Jeopardy right now. And you know what? I'm for it. I'd, I would take LeVar Burton for sure. It's a good, that's a good. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I mean, he's a nice guy. He's soft-spoken. He's uh, articulate as fuck. He's articulate as fuck. Which you need to be if you're going to be you know, the dude at Jeopardy. Yeah. He comes from what? Reading Rainbow? Yeah. I mean, well, you know what Star I mean? Trek, like, Reading Rainbow. He's like already the education, sense. the education yeah. guy. I mean, like, yeah, it just makes fucking sense. People were suggesting Ken Jennings, which is the guy who's like the most winningest uh, member, I believe, still of Jeopardy. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I no, don't think he's a I bad think, guy, but he doesn't fit that role. I don't nah, think. I think you need. I think you need a well-known figure, not only for. Um, I think I think they just need a well-known figure, uh, literally for for ratings for one, and and a transition for somebody that has been proven to be a good person and that could fill. Uh, it's hard to fill in those those shoes, but you know, do the best job that you could, and somebody that can uh, basically do it until they die. You know yes. what I mean? Like you, you're you're gonna, you know, the, if uh, Lavar wants to do this, like this is his now his life's work for the rest of his life. I mean, this isn't something that you come in. You're basically um, you're, you're basically pulling a what call it when Bob Barker left. 
uh, yeah. Drew, uh, yeah, you're Drew doing Carey. a Drew Carey. You're doing Drew Carey. Now you're doing, Drew, you're doing what Drew Carey did. Uh, Drew is a little bit younger. Drew is a little bit younger than Levar Burton. Levar Burton, I just checked it. He's 63. Yeah, but I mean, he's healthy. And I, I can't imagine, I mean, if Alex Trebek didn't have pancreatic cancer, he would have been doing this shit until he was like 95. But yeah, that he would have done it until he couldn't read anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly an intensive fucking job. You just need to no. be able to read and have some charisma. So yep. uh, I think if they got LeVar Burton in, you're looking at, you know, probably a minimum 10 to 15 years Yeah. of that. Now, I, I, like, I, you're not, I doubt you're going to get, it's because Jeopardy was like towards the tail end of when game shows were really big. You're not going to get a super young guy and put him in there no. for like, and be like, yeah, Jeopardy's good for another 40 years. It's like buying no. a new car. And like, no. It's like buying a new Toyota. You know, yeah. fucking... And the people that watch it too are like older. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got to talk to your audience, right? You're not going to, you're not going to bring in some 35 year old, you know, young, pr- you're not going to bring in, or even you're not even going to really bring in like a Ryan Seacrest type guy. You know oh, what I mean? God, please who's no. like in his forties. Uh, but you know, is bubbly. You need somebody that has, a like almost, a um, the right uh, speed. You need to slow it down a bit. Yes, exactly. You need yeah. to slow it the fuck down. Yeah. Slow it down. Smile, but don't be too fucking over the top about it, you know, and just a chill vibe, a good, like it's been a long day at work. Now I'm about to, you know, consume some Jeopardy. I don't need the flash. I don't need the jokes. I don't need any of that. Just the odd, the odd, you know, the odd little joke or the odd little thing yeah. to put a smile on or a bad pun. You know, that's what we want. We don't need somebody out there. We don't need a hype to turn beast. This into a into who wants to be a millionaire. Ain't it? Uh, you know what else isn't it, Jeff? Johnny Depp managed to lose that fucking suit. Somehow. Yeah, that whole thing's a mess. Somehow. With like over an hour of recorded confession from Amber Heard. How how do you do it? Even even recorded saying, go ahead and tell them, Johnny, nobody will believe you. And then they played that whole thing and sure as shit, they didn't fucking believe him. It's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Listen, I'm sure they're both fucking crazy. hundred percent. They're both assholes and yes. they're both manipulative yes. and abusive in every conceivable way. She strikes me but, as the, oh as my, the worst of the two. As, oh, she strikes me as fucking insane. Abusive for Johnny Depp was probably having a few drinks and cursing and swearing a bit. Abusive for him, Amber Heard was cut off his finger and tell beat, him to go tell yeah, people. I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Fucking and I'll let you videotape it and I'll still get away with it. That's just fucking it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So that sets a terrible precedent, by the way, uh, for like abuse cases involving men. That is a fucking terrible, terrible precedent. And now he's getting fucked. So, you know, now he's out of work. Now, yes, yeah, now he steps down from Fantastic Beasts. He apparently is still going to get paid out his contract for it, but he is step, he, he's stepping down. Which, he ain't stepping down, bro. He got fired. That, that means fired. That's yeah, what, that was in, bracket, in brackets, I think like, I have, you know. like, well, we still got to pay you. Yeah. So we're going to pay you, but you're fired. But you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking crazy. So unfortunately, he's out. There, uh, people have been talking about how they're rumored that Mads Mikkelsen will take will take his place. Good pick, as far as I'm concerned. He's got the look. He's got that that demeanor for the role that he played in Fantastic Beasts. So listen, I'm just gonna go out and say it. They should just cancel Fantastic Beasts. That move, <laughs> that franchise is dog. 
It was bad. Shit. It was bad. It's really and, bad. And you know, and you know what's and unfortunate? It's not even making. It's not even making. It's not even making money. Money. But the you know what's? Un- it's unfortunate though, because like the actors and actresses they have involved do a really good job. But it's one of those things where it's like it just doesn't matter because the 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 uh, the, material the, right, the material is just the bad. Shit. It's a budget Harry Potter that yeah. is nowhere near as uh, yeah. charismatic or or has the heart. It's dark. It's got a whole bunch of this fucking um, uh, what's her face's agenda driven bullshit in yep. there. It's thrown. It's it's it is hot fucking garbage. The best it's horrible. The best thing that came out of it, and I don't remember his name, but the guy who plays the lead role in that movie, the best thing it did was expose me to him because I don't think I'd ever seen him oh, in movies yeah. before. Uh, what's his face? Um, I can't remember his name, but you know what, dude? I really fucking liked him. Actor. Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing actor. Um, fuck, what's his name? Um, somebody in chat will say it. But yeah, no, the movies, the the movies bad. The movies are bad. J.K. Yeah, J.K. is hot. Is a hot mess. <laughs> she hot. is a fucking hot. She is a hot mess. She true. Got way too much money, and 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 not enough sense. She is a hot mess, bro. Oh right, he played. Sorry to interrupt you, but he's yeah, he's the guy who played. Um, Ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkins and Eddie Eddie Redmayne is apparently yeah. his name. Yeah, dude, Fantastic Beasts is a bad movie. Mm. It's it's not. They're not. It good was not. Guys. It was not good. I've I've seen dude, it. You, Harry Potter fanboys. I mean, fanboys. I, I like I like watching the Harry Potter movies. Fantastic like, Beasts was not it. it. This ain't it. This ain't it. That ain't it. It wasn't it at all. No. It was really. No. It was really awkward. The only thing that, like I said, that came out of it was that it like it put me in front of him. And yeah, I was it, like, wow, he's killing this fucking... I was like, the material's garbage, but he is like, he seems, and it makes sense because I forgot that he had done that movie as well. He seems like a phenomenal character actor. He's yeah, somebody who like really great. fucking nails the like the he's little... He's great, but he ain't enough for me to go see Fantastic Beast No, three. no, I'm and not going back in his, no. First two, I, saw, I saw the first one because, you know, Kale was like, oh, it's Harry Potter, I could go. Saw the second one because I felt like I had to. Because I saw the first one and yeah. I just loved going to the movies. Commitment. And then after the second one, I said, uh-uh, I ain't going to it. That was so it was so bad. The the CGI's bad. The writing's bad. It's confusing. It's too dark. There's too much shit pushed on you. It's just awful. It's really not good. And the jokes are bad. It's just like, fuck me, man. Somebody's got too much money. It's just green lighting this garbage. And it's just like, just stop the madness. You want to you want to put people in the seats. Go and continue your Harry Potter series, right? Spend some of your billion dollars, right? Get Daniel Radcliffe and the crew back and actually go ahead and- Harry Potter, the later years. There you go. Make it so that these guys are now taking over the school. They're the teachers. Do your next line of motherfucks and go ahead and make your money. But this ain't it. So yeah, with Johnny Depp being gone, also just ax the movie. Nobody wants it. It's This ain't even news. Because nobody cares about Fantastic Beasts. I haven't met a single person in my life that goes, man, I can't fucking wait till I can see the third Fantastic Beasts. I don't know a single person. I really don't. It's Dude. the same thing of the people that, that wanted to see like the, the next, uh, you know, the next Maze movie or uh, the, the, like the fucking 18th part of uh, not the Hunger Games, but that other stupid fucking thing that, Maze that came Runner. out. No, that's what I meant. But there was another there was another line of movies that were in that sort of teen yeah. novel 
uh, I forget the name of it, also had a girl lead in it. The movies were hot garbage, hot steaming garbage. And nobody. Diversion. Diversion. God. Oh, those are bad. Burn it. Burn oh, it with, oh, burn it with oh, everything bro. you got. That shit is garbage. Bro, it's, that was, that was honestly, not only was the material bad, but the acting was. Bad. <laughs> Just bad. <laughs> nobody wants it. Stop. Stop the series. It's over. How did that get past one movie? Because it's it's the teen. It was the teen thing back oh. then. It was like, dude, no. That shit. Divergent might be the, the worst movie franchise I've ever oh. personally seen. Oh, it's bad. As it's, like a whole package. You know what it smells like? It smells like a really bad failed Netflix series. Like, yes. it, it just, it's that bad. Uh, don't like even put it on Netflix. Uh, like Hulu. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Mr. Black, we're going to squeeze in very short tech support. Uh, tech support. Ladies and gentlemen, $10 every single month gets you a couple of goodies over at patreon.com slash TV, including being able to ask us questions on a post I put up every single week. And we are going to ask or answer a couple of really short ones here if we can. Uh, number one upvoted th- uh, up thing this week is Carpenter K asking, Adam, is COVID season and you're stuck inside more than usual? Where's uh, the book? Nowhere. Hasn't been touched. That ain't happening. I've I've never gotten out of the house when it's not COVID season. My work schedule hasn't really changed. Neither has my will to sit down and try and hammer out a book. I can barely hammer out my reviews right now because all I want to do is forget about the fact that I've been stuck in the house for like the last fucking calendar year. Uh, Holy shit. Save me. Mm. That's where the book is. Um... Let's see. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are wondering why the podcast is fast, is I have to go to the property I just bought, yeah. and I have to do a walkthrough in an hour and 10 minutes. Yes. And uh, it's bad weather outside, and I have to go, you know, likely in some kind of traffic, so I want to make sure I have enough time to get there and be on time. If not, you know, I we wouldn't rush. Obviously, we'd take longer, yeah. but... We're on That's a bit of a time constraint Time today. crunch. Alexa asks, hey guys, I'm from a smallish city of a 55,000 uh, population, but I've been looking into moving into a bigger city. I looked into Halifax to compare the prices. All of the houses uh, are around the same price, about 500,000. My question is the, I don't know where he's looking, but that's a little higher than the average. That's a little high. The average is closer to four something right now. 400. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck do people afford it? Where I live, uh, only the business owners and doctors have $500,000 houses. Surely there isn't 10,000 doctors living in I can tell you right now, we don't have 10 doctors in Halifax. There isn't 10,000 doctors living in Halifax. I'm from Quebec, so uh, we're not in a totally different world either. Any tips and insights you can give me? Uh, well, here's Jeff will give you his uh, insight. I'll give I'll give you mine. Well, first of all, the problem is is that there's a lot of people with a lot of money buying up a lot of property that are doing it for the purposes of flipping or turning it into some sort of rental or some shit and buying it out from underneath people who are bidding closer to asking price. Um, everyone that I know of that have been trying to buy like their first home whether it's for $200,000 or $400,000 has come in at 10 to 15 grand above asking price and somebody else has come in and bid 30 grand above that and then they lose the house pretty much every single time. Um, the, uh, the market has mostly gone up a lot because of that. That's about it. There's a lot of people moving here. There's a lot of people buying up properties. That's the majority of it. And if you look at it, the average housing cost in Halifax in the last, what was it? In the last three years has increased a hundred thousand dollars in three years. So it's not, it's not 
it, this is not from organic growth of the city or, or organic growth of the value of homes being built uh, or the quality of home. It's more than 100,000. It's 100, more than 100,000 in three years. 155,000, 160,000. In three in years. Three years. It's unsustainable for anyone actually living here. It's literally only the uber wealthy that are coming in and buying up properties for flipping purposes uh, that are driving the, the cost of these places up. And a lot of them aren't even living in these properties. They're foreign agents that come in, that buy up property, uh, that either do like Airbnbs or other random things of that nature um, and or rentals and whatnot. And then that's the show. And it's made it fucking crazy 155,000 in three years is it's uncanny that's literally tripling the average salary of a of a haligonian so, in three years on top of what was already 7x of the salary that people had in the first place so uh, that's what it mostly is and it's a bit of a gong show here to be honest and it's why i'm likely going to be thankful that i'm an only child and take the house off of my parents hands because even if i could afford it i could not justify buying the houses we have around here for the amount of money they're asking for it i live in a shack on the side of the goddamn road before i bought some of these houses that they're putting up for $450,000 and it's like a fucking townhouse that's 310 fucking square feet on on two different floors with a uh, drive-in garage that could fit a smart car next to a thousand other townhouses uh, that's like 30 minutes outside the city and they're like yeah 450 grand no all right there is truth to what Adam's saying. He's very, he's very over exaggerated. But there how is do you over exaggerate one hundred and fifty five grand increase in three years? Well, the re- the reality is, is is our market has been drastically under the Canadian the Canadian average in comparison to other hubs or bigger cities within Canada. And people are now are instead of spending a million dollars for a a single family home in Vancouver or in Toronto. Um, obviously there's outside things, you know, you can go to Victoria, you can go to, um, uh, different parts within Ontario where housing is a little bit more affordable. You get out of the GTA to save uh, 400 grand. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is happening is there's a, for one, there's a ton of people moving here. So every year there's tens of thousands of people that are moving into our province. A lot of foreigners are moving to Halifax. A lot of other people within Canada are moving to Halifax because of the affordability here, which may sound crazy to somebody that is already here that can't afford to live here. But the thing is, is the our housing market here has been undervalued for a very long time uh, in comparison to other parts of Canada. And now it's starting to catch up. And there is truth. There is foreign money that's coming in. and But a lot of that isn't for single-family homes. A lot of that is for buildings, big structures, big apartment buildings, condominiums, a lot of that stuff. The smaller stuff, there's just more people buying rentals now. There's more people buying multifamily. Uh, and so the prices are just going up. Not only that, the prices to build are going up. You know, a while back to buy a two by four it cost you a couple bucks. Now it costs you seven, eight dollars. You know, the price to build is also going up and it's just driving driving the prices. Um, you can afford a house here. Adam could afford a house here. Um, if you're, if, if it's you're getting if, the one you want, that's difficult because of bidding wars right now. Well, you know, you can play this game and I keep telling people this all the time and trust me, I'm experienced. All right. I'm, I bought 
three houses this year. All right. I've done this. I know this. You can buy a house. It's just, if you're going to be ultra picky and you're going to be like, okay, I need this, 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 it's not going to happen. There's like a little over two months of inventory on the market right now. The average, the average house is selling, uh, you know, within, uh, less than 60 days. But as of late stuff is on the market. If it's a deal, like it sells within four or five days in multiple offers, like everywhere. Um, just the prices like are just going up. Parts of HRM has gone up 22% this year. It's gone up crazy. Um, so you can keep saying this. You can keep to, to people that want to buy. If you say, listen, I'm going to wait for the market to go down. It's not happening anytime soon. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's not going it, it, to get it, worse. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Interest rates are at a, a historic low. You can get interest rates for like 1.75%. If you're a first-time home buyer, you can put down 5% on a home. You don't need to put down 20%. If you want to get really savvy about it, you can house hack. You can buy a, a, a duplex, live in one, rent out the other. Rents are very high right now. You can pay your entire mortgage off from having somebody rent your home, and then you can start the mortgage payment that you would have had, save up over a few years, and have a larger down payment. Not only that, the price of your duplex is going to keep going up 10 15% every year, and you're only going to make more money when the time comes to sell. People just keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and you just need to get out there and you need to buy something. Obviously, you want to buy smart to a degree, but the deals are just not there anymore to go out there and buy a nice single-family home, three-bedroom, two-bath for 300 k It just doesn't exist anymore. Now it's 400 k and in two years, it's going to be 500 k and in five years, it's going to be 650K. So here's, and in Toronto, here's, it's going to be 1.35 million. So here's my, here's my problem. Here's my problem with that. Or in general, not, I, not that I have a problem with market economics, but here's, here's, here's my concern is how I'll put, I'll, I'll, how I'll put this. Is that, is that at some point, a lot of the people that are moving here, I mean, there's only so many jobs that pay enough money to be able to support. But a lot these of it's homes. online. A lot of the jobs these I, days. I, I get, I get that. I, I understand that. But there's, there's not that many jobs making you two hundred grand a year. You don't need two hundred grand a year, Adam, to buy a four hundred thousand dollar house. I'm, I understand that. But there's also not a lot of hundred thousand dollar a year jobs. Um, and if you're doing, if you're, if third, like you really ideally want to be spending on your, on your housing, 30, maybe 40% of your monthly income going towards housing. And if you're stretching that, then you're playing with fire. Mostly you're playing with the job market and whether or not your job is secure enough over the life of the mortgage to be able to, to make that happen. That's how so much shit went to hell in the States years ago where people were overbuying on what they ate, on what they make. That's why you're, that's why you're experiencing people they, come from no, Vancouver no, no, to come here. No, no, no. The reason why it crashed is because the banks were giving loans that they shouldn't have given loans to. It had yes. nothing to do with just the people because the people couldn't they want. because the, the people banks, couldn't. The banks now are so strict on what you can and cannot. They're not giving out mortgages like they were in 2008. It's a different ball game. I'm not saying we're going to get another crash. I'm saying is that people have the habit of buying more than they can afford. I mean, what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, they do that with their cars. The reason why they can't afford a house 
is because they they have $60,000 worth of vehicles in their godforsaken, in their driveway. They've got $30,000 worth of credit card debt. And then they're screaming and crying saying, I can't afford to buy a house. It doesn't make any sense. It Listen, if people want to buy a home, if you can't get your finances straight, if, if as a household, if you can't make 60, 80K a year when, you had a, when you've got two people in a house, you're fucking, you, you don't deserve to own a house because you're not out there making the money and making the sacrifice. It, and that's fine, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say, hey, I can't, me and my spouse cannot, can, can, cannot make 60 or 80K a year to go and buy a house. Or if that's not the case, if, if, you, if you, as a household, you make 40K a year, if you cannot save up, if you can't save up the money within five, seven years for a 5% down payment or a 20% down payment on a, on a, on a $400,000 or a $500,000 house, you don't deserve to be a homeowner. You have no business being a homeowner. What happens when your roof goes? What happens when there's a foundation crack? What happens when a window breaks? You can't be playing these games. People oftentimes that can't afford to buy a house are people that don't have their finances in order. When you start, when you don't have a $700 a month car payment note, or you don't have $400 a credit card payment, and you start cleaning up all of the bullshit, suddenly all of that can start being pooled in to to afford a house. It's really not that expensive. It's not cheap. I'm not trying to say it ain't hard to save up in 2020. It absolutely is. But there's a lot of people that want all of the luxuries in life without making any of the sacrifices. And that's where a lot of it comes down to. I know plenty of people that that live on a 50K a year household income. You make enough money, Adam, to go and buy a $400,000 house if you want to. I'm not, I'm not fucking stupid enough to do that, Jim. $50,000. Now, now fucking stop here. You rent properties. I also own properties. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I have my own house. Okay. You, so you understand both sides here, but you understand that have gone through rentals. You know what the rent prices in this, in this province are right now, in this city yep. specifically. Yep. And for $50,000 combined household income between two individuals, which would more or less be two people working part-time jobs at that point, or just entry level on one income and part-time on a second income, you would know that just to rent even a halfway out of a crack house here in the city, you're looking at a minimum of $1,200 a month, if you're lucky, to have a one-bedroom apartment that is literally not ridden with mice shit, cockroaches, and the leftover crack stains of the previous tenant. Once again, you're... 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 You're, it's you're a thousand, not going to win this debate because it's a I thousand, Exactly. I, but I tell me I'm wrong. You're that wrong. for $1,200 a month is not, is, not the ent- is not the standard one-bedroom apartment in Halifax You're right wrong. now. I can spend wrong. 35 if seconds. Wanna, if you want to live downtown, if you want to live downtown, downtown? if you want to go and buy a place, if you want to go and rent a place in Spryfield, you're, you're not paying $1,200 for a one-bedroom. You might pay $1,200 for a two-bedroom, but a one-bedroom, 1000 bucks, 900 bucks, 800 bucks for a one-bedroom apartment, I mean, so eight hundred. So the eight hundred dollars a month. Let's say it's the lowest end. Eight hundred dollars a month. Yes. 
That's low. That's the okay. low end. So now you're so talking let's, so let's assume neighborhood, and you're yeah. you're living in a in a one bedroom apartment. If you want to live in a C in a C class B class neighborhood, you're looking at about a thousand eleven hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking at. If you did the if you did the average expenditures for two people living in an apartment fifty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. at an eight hundred dollar a month as just the rent, and then let's assume that you don't even own a car, you're both using transit. For eighty dollar a month, what what is the what is a month worth of transit if you buy tickets ahead of time right now? I eighty, no I think idea. it's eighty. I think it's eighty bucks. It's seventy Why something. Seventy something. Eighty bucks. All right. So let's say you own a car. Let's say you have a car payment. What's the car payment going to be? Why would you have a car payment? Why would you be a homeowner? Right. No, Why, I'm saying you're saving. This we're saving for a house right now. Yeah, just buy a car in cash. Okay. Buy a five thousand dollar car to $8,000 car, okay. $2,000 car. And hope that and nothing ever up. happens to that $5,000 or $2,000 car. How many cars did you own that were five and $2,000 that you didn't have to spend thousands of dollars at least in the lifetime of the couple years you owned it to cover sure. it? Sure, and okay. I got by. I went and bought another beater and I, I got through it. People don't want to make the sacrifice. People want to have the 2020 Honda Civic or the 2020 whatever out in the driveway. Okay, so let's all- okay, so that's what I mean. You make the sacrifice. You don't own a fucking car. You take the bus. Yes. Okay. Because if it's eighty dollars a month for two people, one hundred and sixty dollars, that's going to be cheaper, amortized over a year or more than you would be buying a five thousand dollar car. So let's assume you're both taking the bus. So let's say you got eighty. Is uh, well, you're looking at just shy of a grand. You got cell phone payment. <laughs> You're going with Kudo. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel because you're in Wi-Fi zones at all times. You have nobody living outside the province, and you never actually call anyone. You just go on Twitter three times to five times a day and post on your Facebook about the dreams of owning your home. So now you've got $50 a piece, probably, on a good. You might get a plan for $35. So now you got another $100. Now you're at somewhere between $1 and $1,100, and you've just gotten into a cell phone, and you're taking the bus. Now you got food costs for two people. Food costs for two people in the run of a month is somewhere, if you're lucky, between three and $500 a month if you're also buying toilet paper without stocking it up like you're going into the next apocalypse. You can see how this is going. Most people, for two people, even if they're making all the sacrifices and not buying cinnamon dolce grande latte Starbucks coffees every single day and having at least some enjoyment of life somewhere at any point in time, I don't know, maybe they fucking got a a uh, $5 a month sub for Technical Alpha on Patreon. That doesn't really give them a lot, but if they're giving us $5 a month. You're going to be looking at somewhere in the neighborhood, once you get sh- insurance and shit tacked onto that and everything else comes along with it, you're looking at about $2,000 plus a month if you're doing nothing. If you are literally scraping it, you're looking at $2,000 okay. plus okay. a month. Okay. At $50,000 a year. Yep. Take the taxes off of that. 40K left. 40K left. Yep. You're then paying $24,000 in bills. Yep. Okay. $16,000. You have $16,000. Assuming that literally nothing else crops up. You do nothing else. Add another six grand. Now you got $10,000 of disposable income. Say you want to go take that vacation or you want to go fuck off or something happens to your car that you need to spend $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. Now you have $10,000 of disposable income a year. Yes. You mean to tell me that somebody, a family, that's at 50K for yeah. two full-grown people yes. that are supposed to be responsible, that are going to be working a full-time job, making 
bare minimum, like literally working at McDonald's or Walmart, yes. Yes. 25K a year, Yes, right? And they're spending $30,000 a year to live and to live fairly comfortably. I mean, spending $6,000 a year in disposable income is not a small amount of money. You I wouldn't, can still do, I would, you can still do, you can still do stuff. I can, I can tell you, I can tell you in my experience, having almost done nothing for my entire twenties. And you would know this because you've watched me do it. I've done so little in my twenties that even my parents who are the most white bread, boring people on earth have told me, holy shit, go and fucking do something in your twenties. For God's sake, you literally did nothing. Here's the reality. In my life, having done everything, went to business school, know how to do finances out my fucking asshole. I spent a couple of dollars that wasn't business related on that TV, which is going on fucking 10 years old that I'm still using now that now has permanent burn in. I've done very little, comparatively speaking to most people, despite making a pretty fucking good amount of money, more than most people make in this province. And because things that happen in your life that you can't account for happened, I still don't own a home. Okay. And so it's not as easy as just do absolutely nothing, scrape and save, and it's just going to magically fucking happen for you. If it was that easy, not only would more people do it, but it would make the market even harder to get into because more people would even be buying houses than there already are. But there aren't. In fact, the reason for that is, or how you can also tell that, is because the rental vacancy rate right now is what, Mr. Black? Non-existent. And that's because people can barely afford to get a down payment because the realities of life is that even if you do everything right, a small percentage of people will have that disposable income you're talking about at the end of the year. here's, Here's the thing. The vast majority of people are not willing to make the sacrifices. And that is just the cold, hard facts. Okay. It's just it. They want to spend $3,000 on Christmas time. When they get their tax return, they want to blow it on new furniture or a new television. Okay. They want to go on that vacation that they can't afford while having credit card debt. They want to go and upgrade their car every three years. So now their payments are just never ending. That's why they can't afford it. And then as the markets go up, mm-hmm. in order for them to play catch up, they got to make even more sacrifices. And they're just not willing to do that. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, well, excuse me. If that's a, what somebody wants to do, it's what the, somebody wants to do. But the same person that would have made those sacrifices and bought that house, well, their property has now gone up 30, 40% in the last five years. Living and like kings. Made, and now you've made even more money than what you've sacrificed. Problem is, is people don't want to make the sacrifice in the now for the better tomorrow. Mm. And I don't sympathize mm. for when people say that they can't afford to buy a home, if you make $50,000 a year and you can't afford to buy a house, that's a you problem. That's not a pro- provincial problem. And 50K for a household income in Nova Scotia is small. It's just small. I don't know. I, 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 if you got one person that makes 60K a year, my mother who works at the hospital, she didn't, she didn't have any education. She makes okay money. She still lives in an apartment building, but she lives in an apartment because she wants to. 
She doesn't want to be a homeowner. She doesn't want to have to go through all that stuff. She's comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that. And she pays her rent and everything is fine. But the reason why people can't buy houses in a place like here isn't because the barrier to entry, it's because they don't want to make the sacrifices. They're listen, if you're going to spend $1,200 a month on a two bedroom, two bath or two bedroom, one bath, like the triplex I'm about to rent, I have two, three bedrooms and one, two bedroom. The three bedroom is going to be $1,500 a month. The two bedroom is going to be $1,400 a month. It's going to rent. Those same people for $1,500 can easily go get a mortgage payment. Easily. My last house, you know it. My last house, it was $2,300 a month. That's Or no, $1,900 a month. That's what I paid. For a 3,000 square foot house with four bedrooms and three and a half bath in an A-class neighborhood. So if somebody can pay $1,500 a month, if they make some sacrifices and they don't even need to go that big, that was my, that was my second home. I started even smaller than that. My first house, I was paying $1,000 a month. And I could have been paying $1,000 a month to rent. It's, it's just a matter of making the sacrifices and getting that down payment. That's, that's where, where it lies. Once you get in, it's the same as renting. You, you get the odd, the odd expense that you have to fix on your home, absolutely. But then you also have an appreciating asset. You're not, paying some, you're not making somebody else rich. That's, that's my point of view. And if you want to learn more, I'm now doing a whole bunch of real estate concepts. Go check out my YouTube channel to anybody out there. Hey, Mr. Black. Uh, Super Super Commie Guru asks, this is how we're going to wrap this one up. What was the one thing you always wanted at Christmas as a kid? What was the big one? What I always wanted? What was the big, what was the thing that you always wanted as as a kid for Christmas? That I never got? I guess just in general, whether you got it or not. Uh, well, I mean, the, the thing I always wanted was the like the new gaming console or a, a video game of some sort. So like my, my most memorable Christmas I've ever had was when I got my Nintendo 64. Because mm. I was right at that age where I was, I'm old enough to remember it and then like realizing the significance of getting it. And then my parents also played a joke on me and I opened up all my presents and the N64 wasn't there. And my sister, who was just like an infant, was getting all kinds of stuff and I was sitting there soaking sulking and salty. And then my dad was like, Hey, your sister, can you go grab Vanessa's other uh gift that's sitting over on the deep freeze around the corner? And I was fucking salty. And I was like, Yeah. And I go over there and lo and behold, it's the N64 with Killer Instinct and Super Mario 64 mm, waiting there combo. on the deep freeze for me. And I was happier than a fucking pig and shit. That's a good combo. Yeah. Man, Christmas. I don't think I... I can't remember if I got the N64 for Christmas. I don't think I did. It's for something else. Uh, And I didn't get, like... I don't think I got any consoles for Christmas. I think all of it, like... I had already gotten the console at, like, another point in the year. And then, like, all that came afterwards were, like, games and shit. Um, I'm going to say the thing that I, like, really desperately wanted growing up was I wanted a dog and then when we got Maggie that was probably like 
the big the big one. You know, got the dog, and then the dog turned out to be like an ornery, grumpy son of a bitch. But uh, but all the same, that's probably the one. We've got pictures of that Christmas. You know, Maggie hadn't become a grumpy old woman yet. Still, you know, puppy, whatever the fuck, and uh, super like happy and uh, and whatnot. That's probably the one was uh, was the the classic dog for for Christmas uh, gift. And then other than that, like gaming related, even though I only used it for probably like two years, um, I really, like I, when I was super into Project Gotham Racing, I really desperately wanted a racing wheel. And I got a racing wheel one year for Christmas, the pedals and the wheel, whatever the fuck, uh, with like a shifter and, and whatnot. And I was the happiest fucking, and then I only played for a couple of years and I realized I was shit uh, at the games using the racing wheel. And I was better with a controller. And then the racing wheel kind of eventually went away. Uh, and, uh, and I just stuck with the controller. But yeah, that was, I was definitely over the moon. I quickly realized, though, that in, in Project Gotham Racing, trying to do, get, like, kudos, like, the points, when you're, like, fucking doing crazy tricks and shit, doing that with a wheel, fucking super hard. Doing it on oh, a controller, yeah. not so bad. Doing that on yeah. a wheel, nah, better for, it, better for, like, Forza. For simulators, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. so. Minimal, not, like. Not fucking, like, trying to do, like, Fast and the Furious Tokyo it'd be, Drift. It'd actually be very impressive if you could see somebody that was god-tier with a steering wheel on a game like that. And I'm like, sure how- they exist. Oh, positive they do. I mean, there are people doing that shit with DDR pads at this point. People people have long Dude. since... Okay, so, speaking of DDR pads, one last thing, because I'm... F- <laughs> you're you're going to be... Yeah. Um, I've been looking for a Dance Dance Revolution machine. And I've been, I I just want one. But the thing is, somebody is, else in my timeline was looking for one too recently. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, I've I've come to realize I've been doing some research. It's probably best to not buy an actual, the actual arcade machine. machine but there are companies that make DDR machines that are virtually identical to the one you see in the arcade. But do they just run off a console in the background or something? No, no, it, it's uh, it's still. I do believe it's still all programmed, like oh, okay. like the arcade. Yeah. But with the arcade, you need very when when there's maintenance, it's very expensive, and you need you need to find like the proper uh parts, and sometimes you need to get it from like old machines, and things are discontinued, and it's a nightmare. So there's this company that makes um, I forget the name of it. I have it bookmarked actually. Mm. Bookmarked. Um, there's a there's a company that makes these uh DDR machines. And then you can buy all of the parts from them. So if something and keeps under warranty and uh, it's a legit straight up DDR machine, uh, they're all sold out right now, but they make them every quarter or whatever. Only problem is they're like seven grand, right? They're, they're super fucking expensive. That's like twice uh, as much as just buying a regular ass machine. Isn't it? The arcade, yeah, the used arcades are like 3,500, four grand. Yeah. 3,500, four grand. If you get good condition once like 5,000, mm. but once again, they they're notorious for breaking because like you're doing so much shit on them right so when you when you when you get it and you can get these custom made so you can have like your own logos and kind of like my cabinet versions of the does it come with like all the songs from all the games or is it only specific games i didn't look into that i didn't look into the software on there Mm. um i would imagine that that it's customizable or you could download put your own music and stuff you better be able to do it for that you know type of price you wouldn't (laughs) want to buy something and have like 15 songs and then that's the show (laughs) one song sandstorm but uh so that's that's gonna be something that i'm i might reward myself with uh come like next christmas if you know everything is is going well 
then I think I'm, I might order one. Not this year, but you could, you, know, you next, could also, I'm sure there might be somebody who just like makes just the pads and you could just, and, but then they just terminate to like fucking USB or whatever for use with PCs mm-hmm. and consoles. And then if anything breaks, you've like reduced how much shit can That's possibly true. fucking break. Yeah. I got to uh, do more research, but I've been yeah. looking into it and they're, they're just, they're, they're fire. I just want, it's just cool to have like, well, the, the only thing that they'd be left to do is to buy a really old box fan. And make mm. sure it's sitting next to it. <laughs> and then just play seven straight hours of Darude Sandstorm uh, until yeah. you're sweating buckets. That's the that's the secret. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got time for. Mr. Black is going to have to literally break I the law go. to get yeah. there in time. Uh, but we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much for stopping by. Hit the like button. Leave us a comment in the comment section below, as always. Uh, if you could do so kindly hit the bell icon so you get reminded when these go up so you can do so in the first hour. Cause it goes a long way in helping us get this stuff out and tell somebody about the podcast. If you think they'd enjoy it until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for stopping by and, uh, and listening to this shorter than usual podcast. We'll see you next week. And until then, peace, peace.